Good morning. How you doing? How you feeling? Welcome to the morning show here on TLN. This is Grumpy Bear, my co-host. Sorry, we are starting a little bit late this morning. I know it's 9.04. Normally, we're here at 7.30 in the morning, but I was up till like, you know, 1 a.m. doing work last night for the site. So, oh, well, that's what you get. We take a little sip of coffee from my Deer Valley mug. You missed me my Deer Valley sweatshirt yesterday. Shame on me. Uh, as you saw yesterday, I didn't turn my mic on at first, and then I left my mic on this shirt so you could barely hear me. So what a day from yesterday. So we are going to go over some of the same articles that we read yesterday. Uh, hopefully you'll capture them this time with my mic, so I'm really sorry about that. But as you know, we are live broadcasting from Richmond, Virginia, the capital of the Confederacy itself, home of Shameen Hotels, who fired me after 15 years in hospitality as I organized hotel workers to form a union to demand the wages, benefits, and working conditions that they deserve. True story. So with that in mind, let's read some news and get on with our day. And also, if you can hear the jackhammer outside, I'm really sorry about that. So what are you going to do? Um, but let's read the news. We always go first to Richmond.com, Richmond.com. Uh, Richmond Times Dispatch, you would assume with a name like Richmond.com that they would be, you know, the premier place to check out and see what's going on in your city. So big ad, they want to subscribe, can't afford that. Uh, great, you know, senior living in short pump. I wonder, wonderful. I'm so glad that that's on there. Groovy. Uh, another thing about Teal, I don't know, undefeated JMU, uh, yeah, I don't know about that, a lot of, not a lot of, uh, yeah, I don't know, not important to me, right, but football, great for young people, though, but, uh, I hope these boys know after college it's time to get a job, or go to grad school, I mean, do a lot of things for society, but not, you know, you're not going to the pros, you're not, uh, doing that, it ain't gonna happen, so, oh well, um, Richmond welcomes 600 new U.S. citizens during naturalization. Oh, but by the way, just remember, if you do watch the pros, they're all in a union. Future we need, right? Erica Smiley and Sarita Gupta. Great book. All righty. So Richmond.com, nothing but junk as usual. Richmond welcomes 600 new U.S. citizens during naturalization ceremony. That actually seems kind of nice. Can't read it because I you know, can't read it. Lieutenant Governor Earl Sears says Gibson seeks to sully House of Delegates. What? That her? You know, again, mention this every time. Gonna keep mentioning this. Leave this poor lady alone. She is just trying to, you know, sleep with her husband. She's just trying to, like, have sex with her husband, put it on camera. It's normal. Again, I'd vote for her. We gotta vote for people like that. Normal people. Who is this person? Oh, they disappeared. Governor Seals Earls. I don't know who you are. Um, yeah, that was sad. Don't don't be mean to this lady. Sully the House of Representatives. We've been going over the house, you doofus. None of you are that impressive. My goodness. Elephants. Didn't we see legislation on elephants the other day? Sorry about my sniffles. Um, but yeah, I mean, real junk here from Richmond.com. Not a shock. I always am going to make that point to you so that you remember, like, hey, you know, not a good use of my time going on Richmond.com. Kind of silly. All right. Uh, I'm going to 
get back to a normal camera here so that I'm not all up in your face. There we go. A little bit better. Fantastic. Richmond.com reading the news. <laughs> uh, never that good, right? So we have to think to ourselves, well, if Richmond.com is chunk, what is good news? Is there anything good out there? Let's find out. Because we know that unions fight for working people. Let's find a story maybe talking about that. Huh? What, do you, what do we think? So we know our friends at the Teamsters, they're always looking out for people. I love that. So we're going to review this one here for a moment. This is Corsair Scuff Gaming Workers Rally for Teamster Representation. This is from a few days ago on the Teamster.org. Game industry workers fight back against companies' anti-union tactics. And again, you might be on the radio. You might be listening to this on the radio later on or on your way home from work, etc., etc. That's okay. Uh, definitely watch at some point when you can. But our radio's great. Or listening on our podcast is great. It's really good. Uh, workers at Corsair Gaming rallied this week at their Duluth facility to stop the company's anti-union attempts to prevent workers from joining Teamsters Local 728. This is Duluth, Georgia. Not to be confused with Duluth, Minnesota. And again, going through here, again, what I like about um, this article is that it's about a small, you know, reasonable-sized business. I.e., it's not a huge Chrysler plant. It's not thousands of folks in one big Amazon warehouse. You know, they, 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 they do that too. However, this is great and i love that they keep having articles like this because these are regular people in working you know conditions they are um here in like what looks like a parking lot i mean very normal things that can happen in your day-to-day -day life because we know that unless you get organized form a union of some kind right uh no one's gonna help you out if you're a working person right now in richmond you work for shameen hotels you're driving in you're starting your board of 15 rooms Tuesday shouldn't be that bad. You know, they're going to work you to death, right? You got to have uh, dirty rooms that you got to clean in 30 minutes. The front desk is going to be yelling at you because some diamond member wants to get in because they're getting yelled at by the diamond member. Um, it's tough, right? If you're a city worker, you know, right now you're doing things like sanitation, you're outside. It's hard. These are jobs that wealthy people named Jennifer and, you know, Brett, they're not going to be doing it. Uh, they don't care about you they don't want you to have the wages you deserve remember you know they're overly educated elite snobs so you got to stand up you got to get the teamsters to help you out and fight for you at a local level so we love that from the teamsters all right well you know as we mentioned of course Always, we've got a we got to say a little fair and vibration. What have we got today? We've got a little hematite stone, kind of silver. I love that. I forget what this thing does, but it, I don't know. It's it's good vibration because again, everything is a vibration. We are divine spiritual beings going from an earthly experience. We can vibrate a life of health and wealth. Doesn't matter that we might not be, you know, Neil Amin, hundreds of millions of dollars a year in hotels. Doesn't matter that we're not somebody powerful like a governor or a mayor. We can still change and control our life. You definitely came down here to have a little bit of fun. You know, you wanted a little struggle. This is your struggle. You're going to stand up with your co-workers, former union. You're going to get that money, baby. It's going to happen. I believe it. It's a good vibration. All right. Let's have a little fun 
as we do every morning. Time for our word of the day, Merriam-Webster. I don't even know what the word is. Oh, pontificate. This is great. All the words seem to uh, seem to work for me in my obnoxious behavior. So I love this. We're gonna we're gonna zoom in here. Pontificate. It's what I do every morning here on the morning show, and you know all the time. To pontificate is to speak or express an opinion about something in a pompous or dogmatic way. Stan loves to hear himself talk and will often pontificate on even the most trivial issues. So my goodness, if ever there were a word for Tony Miller on the morning show, it would be pontificate. That's all I do is pontificate. So something to think about when somebody like me is a pompous windbag going on and on and on. That's just me pontificating. I love that. <laughs> Pontificate. Very good. All right. And again, this morning might be a little bit more abbreviated, because like I said yesterday, um, we did a lot, so I got kind of thrown off. I also wanted to share from yesterday, this was one that got uh, yanked off from AFL-CIO, talking about the union difference. So we're going to do this now, even though I meant to do this earlier. So this is AFL-CIO website. Great job in terms of talking about what a union is, what a union does. Another great way to share it. But I like here the union difference. So it goes through some basic ideas um, and, and data points about what, you know, do I get more money in a union? Am I going to get more leave in a union? Am I going to make more money? Am I going to get better Denny's, right? So you heard us yesterday on the part of the news show that did work on news. We're not news the part of the morning show that did work uh we saw unite here getting their housekeepers 24 hours they're non-tipped 24 an hour that's almost fifty thousand dollars a year practically it and then they're getting benefits right family health care plan forty dollars a month so you saw that yesterday but this is afl cio a different union um my family they're afl cio by virtue of being uh, iaff local 1619 prince george's county maryland although not but that my brothers are actually about a brother and a sister-in-law that are IFF, and they're, they're different. So I got to learn their local is too. Uh, but the union difference is here. We're going to do the math. We're going to do the math, not the math, right? So I'm going to leave up this while I get the board. And yesterday, you know, we talked about this, right? Um, but of course, I didn't, you know, I didn't save it because I'm a goofball. A lot of good glare right there. Got to move my... Um, little blackout shear that I've got, which is really just uh, an old blanket that I have. It's a blanket made up of t-shirts from various events in my life, mostly slope days. Again, we read about slope day almost every day from the sun. Biggest party on, well, one of the biggest campus parties in all of American college. Great party. But anyway, we're here to do the math, not the math. Right? Do the math. Not the math. All right. <laughs> really, that, that glare is pretty bad. Um, so I'm going to go fix that glare. And while I do that, keep paying attention to this union difference. I'll be right back. All right. I am back. Hopefully, you can see the board a little bit better. Now, it's a little bit better. It's a little bit better. I got to get a bigger blanket or something. But, you know, I'm broke because Neil Amin and Shamin Hotels fired me for opening, helping hotel workers. So, you know, what can you do? Yesterday, and as again, I'm going to blow back up here really quickly before we pull it out, the union difference. So what they're talking about here is that, you know, based on different 
different demographics, you might uh, you might find yourself making more or less based on your you know some some identity data points here. Uh, they use Hispanic, Latino men, women, black men, women, white women, black women, total men, women, men, white men, Asian women, and Asian men. Right. So uh, I um, we'll do the same example we did yesterday just to. Uh, make the point clear. We, we, you know, sometimes we know it's important to review things again and again. So, from the AFL-CIO union difference, they're saying that a black man in a non-union situation is earning seven ninety-eight per week, right? But they're saying with a union, they're making ten twenty-two a week, right? So, okay, what does that look like? Well. We could do the math, not the meth, and we're going to find out. Because, again, you want to do the meth, watch Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, great show, great show. Somehow, it's both, you know, it's violent, but not really. Great character development, beautiful cinematography, very well done. So, again, we know there's 52 weeks in a year, right? So, we're going to do some quick math. You should be thinking 800 times 52, 40,000, something like it, right? 798 a week. 41496 so $41,496 a year if you're non-union. But if you are in a union, well, that's going to look a little bit different, right? We do, we're going to take our 1022, multiply that by 52, and we should be thinking, I don't know, 52000 and close enough, right? $53,144 a year if you're in a union. So I think you would agree just by taking that math, right? So that's a big difference. 43, 41 versus 53, right? So that that's huge. So let's see what how much of a difference is it, right? We can subtract the two and we find out that for this person, the union difference is 11,000. Well, we're going to approximate because, it, you know, talking about a year, right? So that's that's fine. So we'll say it's about $11,500. Right, so that's the difference for this this one person because they're in a union doing the same amount of work. They're probably working less. Let's be honest. Uh, they're probably getting better benefits. The union difference eleven thousand five hundred dollars because they're in a union. Extra. So what can you do with an extra eleven thousand five hundred? Well, for one, we know they're getting their benefits probably less expensive. So. You know, if they're at Unite here, they're paying $40 a month. That's only $480 a year. That's that's that 500 So benefits done. They're still walking out with an extra $11,000. That's money they can use for rent, food. They can go and maybe get their kids birthday gifts, presents, right? Like, have a good life. You know, you're not down here on Earth just to work. I promise you. You did not come down here and incarnate just to be a slave. For Neil Amin and his Wharton buddies, that's not why you are here. So believe that you can earn that difference. I know you can earn that difference. And I know that one of the most viable ways to make that happen here is to join a union and get organized, right? Something to think about for sure. All right, back to the amount in your face. So we did we did a little bit of news. We saw some some pieces from our favorite uh, union folks, because, you know, unions fight for working people. But now I want to switch into something a little more fun. I mentioned this yesterday, and we're going to go through 
a few profiles. We've got um, the illustrated Black History book by George McCallman, and we are going to read a few sections from it. Because again, it's important that we highlight uh, folks from history. This is not just a, you know, this is not a news show, right? So we are here to do all kinds of forms of fun and art. So we are going to read, and I'm going to butcher this person's name, um, Gion Stewart Bluford, 1942 to present. I'm an engineer, and I'm black, and I'm lonely out there. Uh, so again, you know, for those of you who don't remember, I'm, you know, seven, eight, six, seven, something like that of a Cornell engineer myself. So I know what it's like to be an engineer. It also grinds my gears when people these days call themselves engineers and all they know how to do is program in Python or something like, you're not an engineer, you're a programmer, go home. Engineer, you must study circuitry and board design and know how a compiler works and what machine code is and how an arithmetic logic unit works, things like that. Electrical engineering, Phillips Hall, Cornell University, College of Engineering. Um, but we're going to read about Dion here. Dion Stewart Bluford has the kind of life that if looked at from certain vantage point, clearly hides the magnitude of his bravery and sacrifice. In fact, he's a rare man. He smuggled two lives inside one and is rather humble about this astonishing achievement. His first career was that of a military man. During pilot training at Williams Air Force Base in Arizona, he learned how to fly on the F-4C Phantom, then a brand new fighter pilot. He was also trained in survival skills. How to eat in the jungle, how to escape and evade the enemy, and how to survive as a POW. Then, piloting a fighter bomber, he was sent to Vietnam, where he served for nine months. He remembers his final missions, his plane being shot in the wing, being scrambled, which is fighter pilot speak for hiding from the enemy, while dropping bombs on an active AAA site in the demilitarized zone between North and South Vietnam. When he talks now about these exploits, he doesn't sound scared. I was just listening to him. Here's the crazy thing. His sterling military record isn't why Gillen Stewart Bluford is in the history books. His family's communal sacrifices they followed him hither and yon to new assignments isn't why folks know his name. From a pool of more than 10,000 applicants, Bluford was selected as one of 35 people that compete to become a NASA space shuttle astronaut. It was 1979, and by then, Bluford had already earned multiple degrees in aerospace engineering, flown the above-mentioned combat missions in the Vietnam War, and became a commissioned United States Air Force officer. In 1983, he flew in a space mission to reach a communication satellite, becoming the first black person to launch into outer space. How cool is that? I said, how cool is that? That 1983 mission to space was with the STS-8, the crew launched in the Space Shuttle Challenger from Kennedy Space Center, marking NASA's first flight launch and subsequent night landing. Over the next decade, Bluford often served as a mission specialist on his flights, space flights, and he carried out a series of classified and unclassified assignments for the Department of Defense. Upon his final flight in 1992, he had logged more than 688 hours of flight time in space. Dion Stewart Bluford. Very cool engineer love that people you know there's a reason that i chose that as our first one because uh, people want to be astronauts when they're kids i love that it's groovy uh however you have to be an engineer you have to be a hardcore scientist to be an astronaut so i love that 
you have kids that want to be an astronaut, that's great because they're going to have to study engineering. So <laughs> jokes on them. Um, they're going to love engineering. They're going to love uh, multivariable calculus, differential equations, linear algebra, etc., etc. They're going to have a great time. So that's that's really fun, and they're going to be able to do that because you're going to be in a union where you're going to have the wages, working conditions, pension benefits, etc. That you're going to be able to focus on your kid and make sure that they do go to college get an engineering degree maybe remember we learned from um financial aid right we learned that cornell university engineers four years ago were making big money out of college as engineers right so just in case you forgot that and what that looks like we're gonna put it up here so that you don't forget right and again i want to emphasize that this is from 2020 is when it's published and it uses data for 19. So just a reminder, that's what we read about Dion as an engineer, right? Uh, the mean starting salary for 2019 Cornell engineer graduates was 85737 Holy macaroni! That's a lot of money for a 21-year-old kid to be making. And that's the power of an engineering education. So, you know, we love Green Mac Young. We want your kids, if they want to, to become engineers. If they don't want to be an engineer, that's great. You know, hey, maybe they're here to do something artistic. We need art. We need literature. We need music. We need all those good things. But, uh, you know, unbiased. They studied engineering for four years at the best engineering school in the Ivy League. I'm an engineer. You should watch my YouTube playlist. They're all engineering. They're real nerd shit. You hate it. You'd be like, why is he... He's 36 years old. You know, why is he getting high and watching videos about Maxwell's equations or Ohm's law? Or yesterday I watched, watched like five videos on how a computer is built and arithmetic logic units, uh, things like that. <laughs> yeah. these gates and switches and MOSFET transistors. Transistors are very important. Probably the most important invention in, I don't know, last few hundred years. The Gutenberg printing press might be more important, but the transistor is very much up there because a transistor can act as both an amplifier and a switch. So the more you know, right? Uh, with that in mind, probably time that we get back to some articles to share. So give me just a moment. In fact, what we're going to do now is we're going to go on to Little Caesar, rank the House of Delegates members that we tried to do yesterday uh however like i said i got caught up along the way and my mic got disconnected so i'm gonna go get changed i will be right back And we're back. I had to take the mute button off there. So it is now time for, you know, everyone's favorite segment. That's Little Caesar. Everybody here knows the law. We know so many people have got a hot, hot take on the law. So we want to make sure that we indulge your sick pleasure for government and the law. We know you love the law. We know you know all the rules. You know everything. You're like, I have a hot opinion about the Republicans or the Democrats or this person or that. No, these are all people. Yesterday, I think we saw somebody who sponsored elephant legislation. Like, 
this stuff, uh, you all take it very seriously, and I'm not quite sure why. You want to know the law? Here's the law. I am the Lord thy God. Thou shalt have no other gods beside me. I.e., all of us are divine spiritual beings. Be nice to each other. Don't screw each other over. You really need to know more than that. Probably you do not. But, you know, anyway, little Caesar. Cheats ya, cheats ya. Little Caesar. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that's, you know, we'll play on Jesus, right? Um, so yesterday, I think we stopped with Kathy. So funny. We did. I did Mark, Paul, and Elizabeth. Uh, so we'll get back to them real quick. Elizabeth, I cannot believe we missed this. So I was going through their profile, and you know, you you can imagine when I saw that Elizabeth graduated from Cornell University, BA, class of 07. I mean, I flipped out yesterday, so you missed that. Uh, BA, which is really important from Cornell University. So why? Well, because at Cornell, you can get either a BS or a BA. Most of the crappy colleges uh, i'm just you know again i'm teasing love them they're my family i love them but the uh the state schools uh, they're uh, they offer you a, B a bs now you could also get a bs from the college of engineering which is very good so you have to wonder but when they see ba i believe gosh, i think i'm right here uh only the college of arts i believe imparts uh a ba so she must have been in arts which is you know very impressive because if she's from virginia to get in the arts and oh well, she's class of a seven so you know uh she would have gone there oh three that's still pretty impressive uh which i love so you know we really want to talk to elizabeth also we loved elizabeth's uh work i mean you know this is her report card right so she's been there only two years really only one and look she's already doing shit for like um transferring firearms good love that so i i uh she had a couple of good things here and for somebody so new, I really, I really appreciated that in her legislation. So, Elizabeth, we would love to meet you. It'll probably never happen, but go Big Red. I love that you were in arts. That's fantastic. And I love you doing good legislation. So, let's sort again. Do, 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 do. Elizabeth, Charniel, let's see. Okay. Charniel, El Herring, since 09. So not a lot. Yeah, that's not nothing. That's 14 years. That's a decent amount of time. Uh, female, African-American from San Domingo, Dominican Republic. Well, I love all of these things. Talk about somebody different than just a bunch of boring, you know, <laughs> generic white Christian men. So I love that. Some diversity in there. This reminds me of the kind of person that I uh, would have bumped into in my housekeeping team, perhaps. So I love that. Uh, Chanel really representing different people george mason economics gw law oh no a lawyer oh, 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 oh good grief a lawyer run uh but there are some good lawyers out there who knows who knows uh and let's look at her legislation juvenile domestic relations what is this oh that's good you got one lawyer as a kid you keep them good uh, um oh marijuana hell yeah all right Chanel, she's fucking good yeah just fighting for real people, real things. All right, love it. Fantastic. Uh, good stuff to see there. Do, 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 do. We did one, two, three, four. Let's do five. We'll stop with uh, Alfonso Lopez. So Patrick A. Hope, 47th District. I don't know Patrick Hope, but I do remember this name when I lived in Clarendon, where I worked at Screwtop Wine Bar. Uh, I believe this person, when I looked it up, was, was the delegate that represented the neighborhood I was in. 
So I know that it. Wow. Okay, this person has a lot to share about themselves. Um, Catholic. I wonder what Catholic church. I wonder. I wonder. San Antonio. Not that much older than me. Love San Antonio. Great place. St. Mary's in Texas in San Antonio. Um, oh, no. Another lawyer. I've lost. Been a lawyer for 20-something years. Definitely does not live life like a working person. Oof. Um, but Special Olympics. Love that. Uh, again, involved with schools. I love that. Has three kids. So that's good. You know, got to be involved with your schools, right? I love that. Um, very, very good there. Um, so that's a plus. Love that. So, Delegate Hope, let's see what kind of legislation you are the chief patron of. Right. Uh, what? Stepbrothers. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I had some step-siblings. That was an awkward, confusing time. Minimum wage. Employees' disability. Provides that individuals are paid that are paid. What? That's crazy. I don't care what, how you're going through life and you're differently able. Of course, you should get the minimum wage. That's ridiculous. Good for you, Patrick. Um, but again, a lot of celebrating life and commending life. You're like, this is the law. These people make big laws. What they really do. I mean, I thought that said B. Arthur for a minute. I'm like, that's crazy. Um, so they do some stuff, but they also, you know, don't, right? Like, people think this is a big deal. They get all hippity-jippity about the law and these people. And they've got all these fucking opinions. And then you look at the legislation they do, and you're like, I didn't do anything, right? Uh, nobody does anything. That's kind of the point. Um, all right. Rip. Rip is the minority caucus chair. Or was. Now he's the majority. Was the majority. Was the minority. So Rip's done a few things in life, uh, it seems. So let's see. How does Rip describe themselves? Oh, New York, New York. Love that. 59. Good. Good. Good gravy. Another. The Virginia House of Delegates has more people born during the time of Eisenhower, I mean, than I've ever seen. So that's crazy. Uh, holy shit. Graduated magna from Amherst in 81. That's very impressive. But again, not relatable to a working person at all. Uh, but very northern. What's he doing in Virginia? Oh, well, there you go. The year I was born, Rip graduated with his JD from UVA Law, one of the best law schools in the country. Um, could do whatever he wanted after that point, I'm sure. So, you know, oh, was a professor. Oh, I love that. Okay, good. Well, he chose to teach. So that's cool. Uh, but I bet you this person, you know, had a very comfy life. UVA Law. Not a shame. No, again, God makes you a talented person. Go to UVA Law. You should. Why not? Um, but what are you doing with that power in the office? Well, you're celebrating lives. Everyone's always celebrating lives. Uh, let's see. Provides that any person who is convicted of a felony, wrongfully incarcerated, uh, shall receive no less than $25,000 for each year. So that's good. Good job, Rip, fighting for people who've been wrongfully incarcerated. That's fantastic. Love that. Um, what? Operating a boat while intoxicated. Is that a crime? Can't have a gun. Well, anytime we're stopping people from going around shooting up the place, I guess that's a good thing, right? Good job, Rip. People love guns. Guns are a tool. Guns are like a Harvard MBA or... You know, anything else, what you do with it is what matters. But we know what a lot of people choose to do with their tools, right? But what's more dangerous, a gun or a warden MBA? I don't know. To me, an MBA from an Ivy school is probably more dangerous. You're going to hurt a lot more people a lot quicker with a lot more magnitude than you ever will with a handgun. That's a true story. Alfonso Lopez, since 2012, so a little bit, uh, majority whip for a couple years. I can see now how gerrymandering worked for all in Northern Virginia. Got it. Uh, not that old. Williamsport, home of the 
Little League Hall of Fame. I had a good hotel friend who's from there, went to like filming college up there, and he's a hotel guy up there, worked with me at the beach. Latino, love that. It's some diversity in here, fantastic. Vassar, one of the seven sisters, my goodness. What's he doing in Virginia? Vassar, love that. Uh, outside of, you know, it's kind of outside of New York. It's, I wouldn't call it, it's not upstate, but it's outside of the city for sure. And up there. Bill O'Reilly was a bastard for his undergraduate. True story. Then he went to Harvard. Um, Boy Scout, Eagle Scout. Oh my gosh. What a good kid. Interface Center for Public Policy, Legislator of the Year. Well, of course we love them. Done. If Kim and her folks think that this person's good news, then I think they're good news. All right. Student member on the school board. Love it. Former student, uh, former Maryland Association of Student Councils. We used to have a an election for the state board of education where we had a student on the on the school state school board that was really cool i'm glad i did that when i was a kid real nerd real nerd student government shit right uh tenant act yes and places the requirement of of proof of citizenship to obtain a license hell yeah thank god for somebody like that right going after tenants looks like it i mean going after landlords love that removes turn removing the term alien now that's something good to do right words are important I love that. Yeah, I can see why Kim voted uh, for this guy to be it because that's really cool. So, what a great place to end our little Caesar. Cheats ya, cheats ya. Um, like we look at some good folks, then I guess that's how the gerrymandering works. They start off bad and then they get better. <laughs> uh, so, that was a real hoot. All right. Well, with that in mind, it's time to get back some news maybe some articles that we want to share doo, 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 doo. this was a little funny one i got from labor notes uh don't do the boss any favor i love that and it's a good point right you know there is a pervasive culture in america where we tell people that their worth is defined by their work we and this, this is true a lot for a lot of men although recently in, at least in my time in hotels you started to see women going down this path, and it was really sad because women used to draw a firmer line. They're like, you men are fucking stupid with your obsessive workaholism. But now, you know, it's all over the place, right? You know, people are coming into work, and, and they're like, how productive are you? We need a productivity report. Can we get those TPS reports? Do you think you could work a little bit on Saturday? We're going to need you to come in. You know, we're a family here. We're going to have a pizza party to show you how much we love you, but we're really going to need you to work. You know, I'm so sorry that your kid's sick. I'm so sorry that your, you know, your aunt needs help and she's in the hospital, but we're going to need you to get that, those emails replied to, okay? How about those deliverables to the senior, uh, uh, senior director of marketing and performance? It's all bullshit. Stop working for these people. You are valuable. If you are a working person and you do work like cleaning rooms, checking in guests, making food, pouring drinks, driving a truck, if you work in sanitation, if you work in construction, all of these people around you, mostly white men and women with college degrees, but a lot of other people too, people like me before I got fired, have disposable income, you know, have my fancy shoes, my BMW, my Platinum American Express, and I would go around buying all these dinners, traveling all around, shopping and shit, because working people were doing the jobs, me and my friends from Cornell University and others, they don't want to do this work. They don't want to fucking serve you on a Saturday. Are you kidding? Working people come into work on Saturdays. Working people, if they had an economics degree or a Wharton degree, they would go, oh, well, I'm worth far more. You should be paying me an extra 20 grand a year. And the white people would go, hey, no problem. 
because we don't want to work on a Saturday. Are you kidding? All these bitches who brunch, they ain't working on a Saturday. So if you are, if you're working brunch at Screwtop Wine Bar like me or, you know, like Wendy or Jenna or Wendy's the owner. But anyway, my point is this. Demand more. You know, if you were working at the Cheesecake Factory doing the brunch ship, demand more. You can earn it. Not in a small business like Screwtop. Wendy already pays us the best she can. Wendy takes great care of us. But if you're working at a hotel and you have to come in on Sunday, think to yourself, do these wealthy, you know, upper-class, college-educated boneheads with their fancy marketing degrees, although a marketing degree is not a real degree, neither is a communications degree. That's all bullshit. Well, Cornell has a communications degree in the state school, but not real. Anywho, my point is, these people are bozos. If some girl walks in in a sweatshirt that says, Dear Valley... You should get more money out of her. I promise you. Stop undervaluing yourself. Realize that the work you do as a working person in labor is far more valuable than $12, $13, $15, $20 an hour. It's far more valuable because wealthy people or even upper middle class people, they can afford your services. They can afford to go to your restaurant. You know, your kooky restaurant these days, I went to fucking Outback Steakhouse. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm broke these days. I can't go anywhere nice. Although, it turns out Outback robbed me blind. A little shrimp, steak, some asparagus, no booze, just an iced tea. It was $48 with tip. Crazy, right? Crazy. Crazy. How much of that did the Outback uh, server who helped me out or the guy behind the bar? I don't know. Probably not much. Outback Steakhouse can afford to pay you more. Fucking demand it. Nobody wants to be a bartender or a waiter once they get uh, some fancy Ivy League degree. You think I've ever seen anybody from Cornell University fucking serving a drink or serving food? Oh, table seven. It's ready. It's coming up. No, I did. After I got fired, had to work at a wine bar. Uh, I realized, you know, all these people that look, behave, act like me, they're never going to do this work. So stand up for yourself. Demand more. Get organized. Get a union. Don't do the boss any favor. They don't care about you. They don't like you at all. They don't like you. They don't respect you. Stop doing them all these favors. So great notes there. I love that. From Labor Notes, another article here wanted to share something along the same vein, right? So this is from our friends at the Catholic Labor Network. Catholic Labor Network. Uh, they let me do a little guest piece about a year ago, so big fan of them. You know, I try to be a decent Catholic. Again, we all find our way, our path. God, I'm not saying mine's 100% Catholicism, because it's not. You know, it's a mixture of Buddhism, Hinduism, a lot of Judaism, although I think Judaism and Catholicism are pretty much one and the same. Just kind of an one's sort of a, they're kind of cousins, right? Jesus, super Jewish. Uh, but why are America's auto workers on strike? Well, again, we talked about this before, but here's the truth. And I mentioned this on a rant. I'm not going to blow it up. Just, uh, you know, go to the article. Go to the article when you can. I link to it. I link to it. I'll link to it every day. I should have graduated college during the Great Recession, 2008. I was a senior in college at uh, Cornell, 2008, right? September 15th. I'll never forget the day because everybody in their mom, if you go to an Ivy League school back then, especially if you were a boy, you wanted to be an investment banker. There was nothing else you wanted to be if you went to an Ivy in the mid-2000s, to be an investment banker, I banker. You're going to go work for, you know, Goldman Sachs, the granddaddy of all, right? Neil Amin, CEO of the uh, Sermin Hotels, fired me, Goldman Sachs alum. But also two of my best friends from college, uh, Long Island Johnny and Ricky Ricardo, amongst others, 
they worked at Goldman Sachs for 16 years combined by the time we were 30. So a long time at Goldman Sachs, the granddaddy of all investment banks. But plenty of my buddies wanted to work at Deutsche Bank or JP or Credit Suisse or uh, Lazard or who knows what other uh, banks they wanted. Everybody wanted to go work at Morgan Stanley and you know, all this shit, right? Merrill Lynch, all that shit. And then the economy collapsed. September 15th, Lehman Brothers says, we're going down, baby. Uh-oh. And everything falls to the shitter. You don't know who Lehman Brothers is. You don't know who Credit Suisse is or Morgan Stanley or Dick Fold or any of these other people. You should read Too Big to Fail. You're never going to read Too Big to Fail because it's too big to read. Great book. Andrew Ross Sorkin. Cornell University. I think it's class of, oh, something. Oh, three, oh, six. I don't know. Something like that. Great book. But the point is, is when all that went down, right, the the, the auto plants, they were going to go belly up. But because people that run big companies and people that have you know ownership in these big businesses, they're too big to fail. The government will always bail them out, and they did. So you remember GM, Chrysler, Ford got government money, so they didn't go under, which was a good thing. I support that. Uh, you know, trust me, we can talk about that for a long time. I kind of support too big to fail <laughs> sometimes, um, so long as the regular people get bailed out. That didn't happen. Shocker. Shocker. The working people were left behind. Shocker. You know, as, as Clayton points out here, as many other articles will point out, the automakers got bailed out. The companies got bailed out. Did the workers? No. The workers were screwed. They got cheated. And now it is time for them to get theirs. That's all you need to know. Does the details matter? Hell no. Don't watch the news. The news is garbage. I tell you that every gosh darn day. The story is as old as time. That's why I love the Jewish history. The news has been the same for 5,000 years. For 5,000 years, there's been the Pharaoh, there's been Moses, and there's the people who work, right? Pharaoh is the guys that own the major shares of these major auto plants. They're living large. Things go bad in the economy. They go, hey, government, bail me out. Both the Republicans and the Democrats, they don't care. They'll bail you out. We got to kind of support it, but you got to understand why. Kind of. You're going to get bailed out every time. And the workers are always going to get left behind. So that's why the UAW exists. And that's why they're going to tell these fucking jerks at Ford, Chrysler, etc. Pay up. This ain't the recession anymore. We've all made your money and back. Time to get these workers what they deserve, right? 100%. I don't care what they're asking for. They've earned it. I know that. I've been a working poor person. These people never. They go, well, you know, we need to do an economic analysis. Nope. You want to drive in a car? You want to ride to work? You want to get in an Uber? You want to take your Chevy Impala somewhere? Pay these UAW workers what they say that they're worth. Don't ask questions. Just give it. And if not, fucking go on strike. No analysis needed, okay? There's people at the top and there's people at the bottom. The people at the bottom are always getting screwed. Always, 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 always. I don't know what to tell you. The people at the top, they go to Deer Valley, you know? You don't know what Deer Valley is. And that's a shame. Because if you did, you would be like, holy shit, this place is insane, right? Uh, I certainly can't afford to, to live a life like this. We're going to do that just because, you know, I haven't shown it off before. This is the Vuvyurt at Deer Valley. True story. You go there and everything is Vuvclicot. The cheapest thing on the menu, I believe, is you know, like a hundred something dollars bottle of champagne. Everybody there pays with their American Express Platinum card. That's just what you do. And if you want to stay there tonight, let's see how expensive it would be. $7.65 a night. $735 a night, okay? 
that's crazy. That's what people make in a month. Uh, I mean, in a week, you know, sometimes a month. Sad. Um, that's crazy, crazy, crazy. So the Deer Valley, you know, montage at Deer Valley, the Bouvier, crazy, crazy, crazy. This is what wealthy people do. Of course, everybody that was there was white. I mean, to, you know, Natch, uh, including me. I mean, brown body, but, you know, white heart. <laughs> so I get it. These are my people. Uh, I love them. I love the Bouvier. It was a great time. Had a blast. But not a normal human experience. So I don't know what to tell you. So don't don't listen to these folks. Don't listen to their analyses. Don't listen to them at all. If the workers say that they're worth something, just believe them. Because again, most of these people, you know, they're full of Ivy League nonsense, right? Uh, we read the Cornell Daily Sun every day to remind you that people like at the Deer Valley, people that own Shameen Hotels, Neil Amin, Wharton School of Business at the College of Philadelphia, a.k.a. the University of Pennsylvania. These people are from, you know, well, it doesn't matter where they're from because they end up in networks. They end up in networks that take care of them. Again, you saw Cornell Kids Engineering, $86,000 a year. So we're going to read from the sun every day to make a point about these people and why they are never going to relate to you. So again, I'm calling it the scandal in the sun. SA foregoes investment. Give Slope Day $35,000. Uh, uh, Leah Kemet, wherever you are, wrote this article. Leah, I'm your orientation leader. How could you forget about me? Why is Vice President Miller not in here talking about how some, uh, how he and you know President and Vice President for Finance had some cheap Chinese food, bottle of white wine, solved the Slope Day crisis, found the money, Meanwhile, you know, other people are crying at the palm. So I don't know why the sun wouldn't report on me, giving me the credit I deserve. Instead, giving the credit to all these other bozos who graduated, uh, two of whom, or at least, wait, one of whom, let's see. He doesn't have a graduate degree. I don't think she does. Uh, this one guy, he went to Boston College Law afterward. This guy, consultant in hospitality. She has a degree from Columbia Business School. He has a law degree, like I said, ran for office in Maryland. And that's just one article, one group of people I know, right? The minute they left college, shit, the minute they got in, their lives were done. They were never going to have to make minimum wage again. They were never going to have to worry about money. They were never going to have to worry about putting food on the table. You know, do they have to think about, well, I, this one job pays me 90 grand, this job could pay me 200 grand? Sure. Do they have to worry about whether to get a BMW or Mercedes or an Audi? Yeah, it's a big thing on their mind all the time. They don't live in the world that working people live. Some of them came from working families. Most did not. But some did. Some really do. But that all goes out the window once they're in the door at Cornell, Harvard, Yale, Penn, Princeton, Columbia, Dartmouth, Brown, MIT, Stanford. Duke doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They're done. They make a lot of money, pay off their debt. And then they leave the real world forever, right? Slope day investment. I we found uh, why why am I not in there? A true scandal. A true scandal in the Cornell Daily Sun. Not reporting on yours truly for helping to get the uh, slope day situation resolved and. Get the people what they wanted. What did the people want? 
They wanted the Pussycat Dolls. They wanted the Pussycat Dolls to play uh, <laughs> for them. So, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, they should have had better information in the sun. Uh, and why isn't why isn't my name in there? You know, I don't know. I'm trying to find a picture, by the way, of Slope Day so that you can see what Slope Day is all about. I'm trying to find a picture where I don't have people's faces all in it so that I can give them, I don't know, just a little bit of privacy. But again, uh, my point here is that these kids, they go to Cornell and then they never look back. They go to Penn, they never look back. They end up in good jobs at big banks, big law. They're doctors, whatever, whatever, whatever. And they stop caring about working people. All of a sudden, you know, you're just another figure in an article and they're like oh man unions are cool yeah 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 we love you but then they don't actually you know they don't actually care so <laughs> um again they'll defend you on meet the press but you know will they actually stand up for you probably not uh sharing this picture so that you can see yes the ultimate form of ivy league nonsense this is slope day this is the greatest party that has ever existed in my opinion uh, you get up in the morning, you start drinking, I don't know, somewhere around 7 in the morning, 8 in the morning. You make it onto the slope by 1. Who performed this year? This was Nelly. Uh, great picture. Okay, very funny story. This is a true story. I can't even believe uh, how crazy this is. So you can see the houses, you know, based on what house you're in, you, you wear the same shirt. You usually partner up with a sorority. So that's why, you know, this is obviously all one fraternity. This is, a, you know, the same fraternity. You can tell. Well... I love it because sure enough, you're like, man, oh, I took this picture, by the way. I took this picture from the, the Quill and Dagger Secret Society Tower. They let me up there, you know, I'm friends with a lot of them. They're nice people. Uh, but sure enough, you can literally see the guys in my fraternity. So we've got these bright green shirts. And there's Ricky Ricardo, famous Ricky Ricardo. We love Ricky. There's Ricky right there. So <laughs> isn't that great how, you know, your friends stand out literally thousands of kids come to slope day great party uh cornell sun scandal they didn't mention me in that article shame on them but no really it's not a real scandal the point is that these kids live a different life right they're gonna come at you and the only way to stand up to them is to get organized form a union don't know what else to tell you with that in mind one one more article before we head out hold tight of course, my Instagram isn't working right, you know, but uh, that's life. I had a little post I wanted to share. In the meantime, I want to share an article from a friendly org, Unemployed Workers United, and a fun blog that they have called Two Weeks Notice. So if you head on over to uh, Uwu's website, Unemployed Workers United, again, same thing that you saw in labor notes same idea right not the same thing same idea workers refusing to deal with their bosses right workers have decided to end their toxic relationship with work i couldn't say it better myself the culture of we're a family here's some pizza but we need you to work all the time no it's bullshit okay it's, it needs to stop and it needs to stop now um i love these these are very cute right <laughs> We're a family, and it's BoJack Horseman. BoJack Horseman, one of my favorite shows. Uh, 
I mentioned on my my website, you know, my little info thing, which I show down here all the time, TonyMiller.club, uh, which you can see, you know, underneath my name, TonyMiller.club. If you want to connect with me personally, uh, that has all my stuff. But I have a quote from Bojack Horseman. I said, this whole ski race was a joke. Of course Woodchuck was going to beat me. He went to Dartmouth. So where is the candidate for regular schmoes like me? Who went to Northwestern? One of my favorite quotes of all time, Bojack Horseman. Uh, I love that. So great, funny things here. You know, talking about why strikes work, right? You have power, but the only power you have, you don't have social capital, right? You don't have financial capital. None of us have money. Uh, none of you really have educational capital. I mean, you know, we talk about this all the time. Even, you know, you might be a worker that, that went to college. That's true. You've got a little bit more educational capital than maybe, maybe like one of my work, you know, like, like one of my workers at the front desk or, uh, you know, in housekeeping. But, if you didn't go to an Ivy League school or something like it, you, you don't have anywhere near as much educational capital as these guys and, you know, people that went to the places we mentioned, right? But what you do have is your ability to withhold your labor. You can go on strike. You can not work. It's very powerful to do. And, uh, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know why people are afraid to talk about it. If this were France, we'd be doing it every day, right? Um, nobody should have to work as hard as they do and get paid as little as they, they get paid, right? You know, my friends, they work very hard, especially my Cornell buddies, my fraternity buddies. They make a lot of money. I mean, they earn it because they're working so hard all the time. That's fair. Workers in hotels, workers at restaurants, workers for Amazon, workers in trucks, workers for the city. You all work very hard, too, and you get paid a fraction. You know, I go on vacation. My friends do work a lot of time. They kind of make fun of them. But you know what? They got to do two, three hours of work a day, but they're making, you know, half a million dollars a year in total comp. Uh, including, you know, packages they have and equity and whatnot. They can work harder. Who cares? Let them work. They're making big money. If you're making $15 an hour, hell, even if you're making 20 don't work that hard. You know, until you're making over 100 grand a year, don't even care. Even if you are, these days, you got to make 200 grand a year to care. Like, honestly, if you're not making 200 grand a year, don't care about these assholes that you work for. Again, it's the owner. It's not your boss. Your boss has no money, I promise you. It's the owner. Um, we talk about owners versus bosses for a reason. But go here to Uwu's website. Fun blog, fun website. They really do understand what it means to be a worker today here in America, getting cheated all the time. Uh, so one final shameless plug before we go, because it's 10 in the morning. Can't do this show. Of course, without a shameless plug, we love the Red Derby. We talk about them every day, even though everybody at the Red Derby thinks I'm a little. I know you all think I'm a lunatic. It's true. Uh, I mean, at least they do. <laughs> uh, but they're the nicest people in the world to me. Great bar. You know, go to Y2K party uh, next week for Queer Night. I love that. Hang out tonight. It's, or tomorrow, tonight's ticket. It's Tendy Tuesday, Tendy Tuesday. Uh, so go get your tendies. I love it. Ah, hang out upstairs or downstairs. I'm more of a downstairs person. Downstairs is where you'll find me, 5 o'clock onward. I'm a downstairs person because that's where we listen to some, you know, we listen to Fleetwood Mac, The Eagles, Steely Dan, right? Chill out downstairs with uh, Joe, Arthur, whomever is going to be there, maybe Daniel. You never know, but keep it mellow. Um, 
I know, you know, go go there and they'll be like, you know, we don't we know Tony. He's a lunatic. We don't we don't watch his show. We don't believe in anything he says, but we we kind of love him. Um, that's the vibe. <laughs> Shameless plug for the Red Derby, as always. Um, so with that in mind, no show tomorrow. I'm going to be in D.C. a little field trip, so maybe I'll broadcast live for a hot minute. Who knows, but I probably will not. We love you. Wishing you love and solidarity. Get organized. If you're a worker, the only way to get the wages, benefits, and working conditions you deserve is to get organized, form a union, have a you know, call in a real union to help you. We highlight them all the time. Teamsters, SEIU, Unite Gear, AFL-CIO. There's a bajillion unions that'll help you that are already out there if you want it. Uh, we'll help you get connected with them here on the morning show at the Labor Network. Give us a call. Info at TLN.1, uh, 804-446-0469. Down there at our ticker with the wrong date. We love you. We will see you on Thursday. Have a great day.